The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. This is Elizabeth Larkin. I'm here again with Jean Marks. Gene, yes. I'm going to re- read another one of our iTunes reviews. Okay. We're doing this because we're celebrating the fact that you can now subscribe to us on iTunes and people have been reading reviews. Now take notice, listeners, if you've been listening, um, you know, loyally, you'll, you'll notice that Elizabeth is reading the positive iTunes <laughs> reviews only. We've yet to have anything negative <laughs> we, said about that. How about that? We only get Just, positive yes, reviews. Yes, selective <laughs> reviews. We that don't have any haters yet. Fair enough. But, you know, none of them are over-the-top effusive. Like, no one's been like, you changed my life. I know. I mean, they've been pretty like, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I got to talk to my mom about that. She really needs to step it up. Mom needs to step it yeah. up. Okay, so this review says, The podcast makes me feel like I'm part of a small business family that rather than out on my own. I work by myself as a solo entrepreneur. They answer simple questions that many business owners face. That is so nice because I kind of feel like that is our place in the market. Like there are other podcasts out there, but they're all for entrepreneurs. Yeah. They're about like passive income. And ours is really about real business owners sending in real everyday questions. That's always been – it's funny. I've always been um, sort of about that is that like I I get it. Like the media – the people that get attention are like, you know, you're on Shark Tank. You've come up with a great idea. You know what I mean? And, you know, or you're a venture capitalist or a tech company or whatever. And meanwhile, like, you know, my client base is like a bunch of boring old small business owners that are selling <laughs> pipes and landscaping services and, you know, roofing services. And they operate out of, you know, industrial parks and whatever. But they all have, like, questions about running their businesses. Yeah. And, and. Uh, mainstream America has established businesses. That's what it is. And I think that's who makes up most of Hartford's you know, business community because those are the ones that can afford to pay insurance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody else. Those are these. We're talking to the people that when people like politicians talk about small business owners, like that's who we're talking yes. to. We're not talking yes. to like yes. the the solo entrepreneur who wants to like change the world. Right. We're talking to people that actually are running or are starting a new small business. Right. right. And they're they're relying on their business to provide a livelihood for their families, and they're exactly. um, they have challenges and struggles and. Uh, um, a lot of them are happy. Some of them are not happy. Uh, but it is, uh, it's, it, it's, it's an unromantic world, but it can be a very fulfilling world. And we are really happy to provide that small business family for you. So thank you very much thank you. for that review. So we're going to be back after a word from our sponsor. We have a question about a luxury housekeeping business. Hmm. Are you looking to expand and grow your small business, but don't have time to keep up with the latest trends in technology? We've got you covered with the weekly Small Biz Ahead newsletter. Sign up today and start receiving our weekly email chock full of the latest tools and resources to help you run a successful business. Find us at smallbizahead.com. Okay, we're back. Our first question is from Michelle from Tennessee. Michelle writes, I'm 32 years old, married, and have two kids. I work as a freelance housekeeper. My angle in the business is that I use all-natural, non-toxic products when cleaning, and I also bake a small treat in the oven while I clean. I remember reading this in the notes, right? She (laughs) bakes like a treat. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, So she bakes while she cleans the house. She bakes so that the house smells like baked goods when she's done. Right. 
and the owner is left with a tasty dessert. This brings me a lot of high-end clients, and I want to expand by hiring other cleaners. Can I just stop you right there? That is such a great idea, right? I mean, like, when you're done housekeeping, you know, you just, you bake a little something, and it leaves the smell of baking in the home. That is such a cool idea. When I read this, I thought... God, people are so smart. That's so innovative. When I read this, I thought when you have your house cleaned, typically when you open the door, it smells like pine saw, Lysol, you, like it smells I like, like a that. product. I yeah. like that, actually. It's smell. Go ahead. If you're using non-toxic, all-natural products, yeah. it's not going to smell like... It that's might smell good, like lavender, maybe, right, but that's right. really it. It's not going to have that clean smell. Yeah. So having the baked good. So Love she writes, that. this brings me a lot of high-end clients, and I want to expand by hiring other cleaners and going from freelancer to a business owner. Good for her. What's the first step I should take. So first of all, (laughs) you are a business owner. I wouldn't consider yourself a freelancer. You're running your own business. So you're already a business owner. So you need to start thinking in that mindset. Um, And I understand hiring would be a daunting prospect because she's running a business where she really puts her personal touch on things. Like that baked good, I mean, that's that's perfection. Um, But you do need to scale up and you can't do that. I mean, I'm, I'm Assuming since she led with the fact that she's married with two kids, she's saying she has limited time. So it's not like she can just do more houses to to grow her business. She does need to hire people. Right. So Jean, I'm gonna let you take this because I have never hired people. Yeah. Before. Oh no, I can. I, I can. I definitely because I went through this myself. So first of all, um, this is again, it's an awesome business and it's a great idea. Um, if right now you're at the stage where um, you just you're you're earning a living and you're making a life, you will never make serious money. You will never be a true blue business owner until you have employees, until you're making money off of other people. I know that sounds harsh, but that's what it is. I mean, you know, and and I had that experience growing my business. It was me and my dad. And for a number of years, it was just me like doing all the services and whatever. And uh, it wasn't until we started hiring people that uh, my dad passed away like over 10 years ago. And that's when I started hiring other people. And and, um, uh, that's when I started making money. Because it was like, you know, there's only so many hours in the week that that she can go and clean houses and, and all that and uh she's and that's fine for a little bit of a living but you know it's it's going to be limited so um so here's here's what you need to do when when you're going to that path number one is you have to save your money okay because you know you you're probably turning away work or you're missing a lot of opportunities of more work because you're busy doing what you're doing and you don't have anybody to do that work so you're going to need money in the bank because you're going to need to take a bet and you're going to need to pay somebody that you've trained to do this housekeeping work for you in exactly the way you want them to do it, down to the big goods, the exact impression you want them to leave. You're going to, you're, there's a 50-50 chance you're going to mess up and hire the wrong person, and which means you're going to have to start at square one and find mm-hmm. somebody else after making apologies. You're going to need some savings in the bank to allow you to do that. Because you're probably going to have to give up a couple weeks to train this person. No doubt about it. And, it. and you're going to pull yourself out. You have got to have the mindset of it's not going to be me doing any more work right now. It's going to be the person that I hire and then the next person and the next person. As each new job comes in, the, the smartest and most successful business owners and managers that I know, they don't think when when tasks come up, they don't think like, oh my God, where am I going to find the time to do this? Their first thought is, 
okay, who am I going to have do this for me, right? Yeah. You got it. You've, you've set right now the system and the process. It's a wonderful idea that you're doing. Um, you need to come back and say, okay, great. Now I need to You start filling this in with staff. So you save money. You, you hire that person. You train that person. And now your job is to sell. And because you know your business so well and you've got a good model built and all that, you're going to be going out there and you're going to be looking and hungry to sell work to pay for this person and then hopefully also to grow you know, and, and hire additional people. So that's my advice is to save your money um, when it and comes to expanding. I think this is a good bet for a business. I think mm. both of these, the all-natural, non-toxic cleaning. I mean, we had Tim Barklage on a couple mm. podcasts ago. Mm. That's a huge expanding market. It is. And house cleaning is expanding. Like people don't really clean their houses anymore. It's something they're outsourcing. Yep. So I think you've got a great, great. Um, you have great to decide if this. you know. Are you? She called herself a freelancer, right? I mean, yeah. like, are you a freelancer or are you a, an entrepreneur and a business owner? You know, decide. And you know, if you just want to be a freelancer, then do this for the rest of your life, and that's fine. That's cool. But if you really are truly an entrepreneur or a business owner, you want to have, you know, 10 freelancers or employees working for you. I think she you. wants to be a business owner. Good for her. Because she wants to Good hire these people. And and I want to hire her to clean. I probably a, can't I afford love that. her. But, yeah, I love that idea. Um, speaking of that, though, Tim Barklage's com company, I think it's called Better Life. Yeah. I went and bought some of his products. I bought the countertop spray. I bought the laundry detergent. They work great. Yeah. And so often you think with those non-toxic, um, no no chemical products, mm. they don't work that well. Mm. They work really, they really do. well. They do. I mean, he's made a great living doing that, and he's built a wonderful company doing that. And there's a bunch of other companies. Yeah. Like uh, Jessica Alba's, you know, yeah. the honest company. Which I think she's selling now. Yeah, is that right? Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, it, about it. yeah, it's, uh, but I mean, there, there's a whole industry of people that are making yeah. of organic and non-toxic and natural products. And I think that's great. I think it's a great... I, listen, I'm not some kind of environmentalist. I think it's a great marketing angle yeah. to take. I think people really like that. They have kids around the house. They yeah. want to hear it. It really appeals products. to a certain income level yeah, that, it does. That, that don't mind spending their money on that. And we will link back to the Tim Park Barklage episode because I think people will really enjoy that. He talks about his time on Shark Tank and how he got his business started. And we'll be right back with question two after this. Running a business is challenging, and you probably don't always have the time to research new strategies, market trends, and develop skills. But imagine if you could have all the latest information on running a business delivered to you every week. Luckily, there's the weekly Small Biz Ahead newsletter. We offer some of the best information available for business owners, ranging from topics such as time management, game-changing technology and apps, to developing management and leadership skills. Sign up today for the Small Biz Ahead newsletter at smallbizahead.com. Okay, we're back with question number two. This is from Mickey from Glendale, Arizona. And Mickey writes, I opened my pet boarding about two, two years ago and shortly after that hired my first employees. They're all really great, but I feel like I'm really struggling as a manager. I'm terrible at delegating and it's definitely not that I don't trust them. They're all really great at their jobs. I just hate telling people what to do. <laughs> How do I get better? I hate delegating Aww. as well. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't feel that bad. hate telling people what to do. <laughs> but here's the thing. <laughs> I think you need to think of it as you're developing processes rather than you're barking orders at people. Good. Um, 
We have an article on this that Misty Young wrote that I loved, and it's called, it's all about like you set up processes for your employees to follow. You don't sit there and follow your employees around all day and say, do this, now do this, now do this. So you, which I'm sure you're not doing, but you might feel like you're doing. So I think you need to shift your mindset a little bit towards processes for your employees rather than one-off delegation tasks. Makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, look, um, I do think you're limited if you if you have that sort of weakness. And but I'm, but believe me, we all have weaknesses. So I'm not saying. I mean, it's something that you if you recognize that this is a weakness, um, and and it is a weakness, it, it will hold you back from growing, because um, to grow a company, you need people, and people need a leader, and most people need to be told what to do, or at least pointed in the right direction and given some supervision and guidance. And they like structure. People like they do. structure. And if you're not like comfortable in that role, that's completely fine because there's everybody's, like I said, has their strengths and weaknesses. But if that's something that you're like, this is just not my bag. I would rather be doing like something else, you know, productive for the company. Um, then recognize that. So I applaud you for that. And you should make plans um, to to bring on somebody on like a management a role. Who is going to be able to do that for you? Um, as long as it's profitable to have somebody that's that's managing your people while you're out doing sales and marketing, maybe you yeah. know, or you're doing product development, or you're doing something that you're promotes grooming and, the pets. Yeah, right. You're grooming or whatever it is. You're you're doing something that is productive for the company, and you let people because there are some people managers that they have no problem whatsoever barking out the orders or doing. Whatever. Some people yeah. do it really well. Um, some people don't do it as well. But I do know that when you look at leaders, any leaders, um, regardless of the size of the company, if they're successful, it's because they are they are comfortable managing and, of course, leading people. Do you have any clients that aren't great at that, so yeah. they have hired someone to do it? Yeah, they have. And, and, and how does that work for them? Well, I have I have one client that struggles with this because they they know they're not great at it at managing people in general. It's not even just feeling uncomfortable telling them what to do. I have I, I'm thinking of one client in particular um, that you know this guy is a um, he just he doesn't like dealing with his employees. <laughs> you know he's <laughs> you know he's I mean the guy it's like it's, the guy's a mechanic and you know he's got like you know six mechanics under him and he doesn't want to hear their nonsense or whatever he just whatever he's so he and he starts the, the issue that he's got is um, he for him to bring on that general manager that you say that's a cost yeah. to the business as you're adding overhead oh, yeah. now so his issue is okay you know how am i going to make up for that cost you know and that's an issue with this guy i'm thinking about because he's a pretty good mechanic he's not a great sales guy you know i mean so you really have to know what your weaknesses are like i'm not sure if he's is a real clear, clear cut answer for that person so does he just function as a mechanic full time he wants then... to be a mechanic and yet his employees keep asking him for you know advice or questions or they yeah. come up with or vacation requests the stupid yeah. stuff not so stupid to them but you know to him he thinks yeah, that's it's a big deal to them it's a big deal and, and he's running a business and it's not and you know I think that when I look at him we've had a lot of conversation about this you say listen you know his business is a little profitable business is fine it just seems like unless he's willing to take a take take a big leap and a risk and invest in somebody and and change a little bit himself to do something else for the business he um he's this is what his business is going to be for the next 20 years there's nothing wrong with that Business making money, the it's okay. The fact that he has a CRM system, though, and is working with you makes yep. me think he really wants it to succeed. Yeah, it's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> like, we sold in the CRM system, and it's kind of like a glorified Rolodex. Like, you use it to send out, like, Christmas cards, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Guy's got a lot of issues. Yeah, <laughs> all right.
maybe he needs someone. He needs you to go in and tell him what to do. You know, and that's funny that you say that too, because um, you think that's the case. You know, hey, you know, hire a business coach, hire yeah. whatever. And I don't want to put down business coaches or whatever, but um, honestly, you know, it's like there's so only so much a consultant yeah. or a coach or an advisor can do. You put a gun against somebody's head, um, but they they got to step up and do what they got to do. Yeah. Um, and again, in this guy's case. He's a perfect example of somebody that um, has a similar problem to what this what this listener has about you know managing people, and um, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to pull himself out. Hopefully, this listener can. Yeah, well, I want to go back to my initial recommendation of setting up processes mm. for your employees to follow, and also just thinking about Gene's advice, like. Do you want to run a business? Yeah. Like if you think about it, I either tell this person what to do or that they can't go on vacation when they want to, or I close up my business. Like you have to think of it in those black and white terms. You can't get emotional about it. I mean, it really, it, their time is money, your time is money. And you have to think of it like that. As Gene always says, the business is an asset. So you need to run it like that. And your employees are, I, I know that sounds cruel, but they're assets in your business. They're, you know, they're capital and um, you're you're trying to put them to work so you can profit off them. And again, I know that sounds a little harsh, and I'm not saying it's usually running like a slave shop or something, but it's smart business owners recognize that, and there are limits. Okay, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor with our word of brilliance from Gene. The Small Business Ahead podcast is brought to you by the Business Owner's Playbook. Whether you're a seasoned small business owner or just starting out, The Business Owner's Playbook is your go-to destination for how to run your business. From business plan templates to advice on managing employees, the Business Owner's Playbook features up-to-date, sound advice on running your business. Okay, we're back with our word of brilliance from Gene. My word today is vodka. Vodka? It's vodka. And it has to do with a recent campaign that Absolute Vodka ran in select cities around the country. It was Washington, Chicago, and a few other cities. Um, They ran this campaign on Facebook Messenger. And what the campaign was is that if you went to their page, this is Absolute Vodka's page, Facebook Messenger would engage with you and ask you if you would like a free shot of vodka. And if you answer yes... Facebook Messenger on Absolute Site would give you a choice of bars in your local area to go to. You would select the bar, and then Facebook Messenger would give you a code to use. And when you went to that bar, you would give the bartender the code, and you would get a free shot of Absolute Vodka. How awesome is that? Not only that, but Absolute included in this promotional campaign a free ride from Lyft to take you home after you had your shot of vodka at the bar, which I'm assuming Absolute's lawyers insisted was part of this promotional campaign. But the reason why I bring up vodka and Absolute and Facebook Messenger is this. They launched this around the time that Facebook made a big announcement about their Messenger service. Messenger service, Elizabeth, is that if you advertise on Facebook, you can use Messenger. And what Messenger does is it has communications back and forth with the the user who is engaging with the ad. It uses automated 
bots. Right? Oh, you've bot talked technology. about bots before. And bots are little software programs that pretend they're human. Yeah. So that if you answer a question, the bot recognizes the answer and then answers it back and then responds back and forth as if it's a real person, but it's not. It's a robot, right? Yeah. It's like a little little program. And it's all done automatically, and that's great. Facebook Messenger has been exploding in growth, and a lot of companies have been using it for advertising. And of course, if you're a small business owner, you should be looking into using Facebook ads and Facebook Messenger for your advertising campaigns. A big thing happened though in September with Facebook Messenger and what that was is this. Finally, they were giving users now the ability to buy stuff right from the messenger. So for example, Ooh, if you dangerous. own it is, if you own a pet store and you want to do advertising on Facebook, you know, and you use Facebook Messenger, people are responding and they like uh, the the dog collar that you're selling or the treats or whatever. We like to talk about pets on this show. We really do. Um, when it came time to buy, you would have to click on a link which would take you to your website off of Facebook to buy. And a lot of advertisers were annoyed by this because sometimes people would lose interest or they would get distracted. Yeah. A lot of Facebook users would get annoyed because they're like, hey, I've got my credit card information with Facebook anyway. Can't, why do I have to resubmit it again on this person? It was annoying to everybody. Yeah. Well, in September, finally, Facebook announced that on their Messenger service, when you advertise with them now, there's a buy button and it integrates with PayPal and MasterCard and Visa and all the other services you can just click on the buy button. It will then use your credit, you know, your card information from Facebook, and boom, you can finish the entire sale on Facebook using the bots, using that campaign wow. without ever having to leave Facebook or ever having to go to your website to buy. It's a huge thing for your customers. And if you're thinking of advertising on Facebook, you absolutely have to incorporate like a buy function in what you're doing so that you can close deals fast. Now, can you do that for your type of No, business? I am unsuccessful selling on Facebook because we sell CRM systems. Yeah. So it's not like... So you need to consult a, with people before they decide to buy which... That's correct. Yeah. So for me, that's not good, but I have plenty of clients like a pet store, you know, yeah. or, or people that sell primarily B2C, people that are yeah. selling to consumers, right? So if you're in that business and, and you're asking them for a credit card, the credit card information that they can buy right there on your site, it's it was it takes a whole step out of the process yeah. now. They can buy it right when they're in Facebook and millions of small businesses. And then it gets shipped to you. Oh, automatically. Your, it all yeah. takes care of the information that you've already provided to Facebook. Okay. So therefore, you do it all within the Facebook platform and you're not having to go outside of it. And for the millions of small businesses that use Facebook, and of course the billion people that are on Facebook, yeah. um, it just makes it that much easier to buy product, and it's great. Um, and the reason why I also like want to point that out is Amazon has gotten so good. When you go to their site and you're like a Prime member, so you're logged in and you're like, I want that, you like select the item, buy it, and like you're done. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like two or three clicks. It's like yeah. the easiest it's, thing it's in the scary world. Scary how how fast. So it is. easy to buy on Amazon. They're fantastic. And now Facebook is catching up. They're turning themselves into a similar type of shopping service for their advertising. And they're using Messenger and these automatic bots behind Messenger to do. You that. know, I was reading. It was probably early last year about how local businesses should take advantage of the fact that they have a major, major step up advantage over Amazon. Right. Which is they don't have to ship they That's could right. just have people buy on their website and pick it up in the store true or have it delivered locally have true. you seen a lot of businesses taking advantage they of don't that? and it's funny you know it still gets to the issue of local businesses not either willing to take a risk um or 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 or, or understanding 
that they have those opportunities to do just that. Because they could use drones alone. <laughs> yeah, well, the drone technology is hopefully know, in the future crazy. they'll use I it. I get that. But you're right. I mean, there's a great angle where you could just stop in and pick it up that day or even at like a local service or yeah. high school kids or whatever deliver the stuff to you that day with an extra personal. And, and also say like, if you've got any problem with it, come to our store and yeah. I'll deal with you directly as the owner as opposed to Amazon. You don't know who you're something, dealing with. One Huge. of the things that keeps me from buying things on Amazon is that if I buy something from let's say Nordstrom and they yep. ship it to me and I have an issue with it or I need to return it I can just go to Nordstrom right. or I can ship it back easily it's not that easy to return stuff to Amazon you have to pay for shipping even if you're a prime yep. member it's a so, whole bunch of steps you have to yeah. take and and Amazon obviously has that as a big challenge and you bring up such a great point I mean you're buying from a retailer's site because you know that in the end you can look somebody in the eye and say yeah this doesn't work and I'd like so to return So a local them. business really should take care of that. And you're Correct. right. Like if they could say, if you if you order something online or you call the store and you tell us you want something by like 2, we can deliver it that afternoon. Correct. Like after 5 p.m. No, we don't do deliveries. But Correct. We can deliver it the next morning right away. And I think that Correct. would be a huge step up, especially for um, like drugstores yep. um, pharmacies are great any type of even like local clothing stores are yeah. great um, even like you know restaurants is also like yeah. a good idea you can just buy stuff and have it delivered right Book there stores. you just pick it up correct so there's lots of local merchants that would benefit from something like that and I think they should play up the fact that they're local yeah what and people will pay. People will pay a little bit extra. Remember, my word is vodka. That was the, <laughs> so we we all got here through Absolute's <laughs> campaign to give away free shots of vodka, and now you know where my thoughts are at all, this afternoon. <laughs> it all comes down to making life easier, correct, for your clients. We just or your customers. We just did an article about this about um, how to keep clients coming back for more. Yep. Like what how, what to do to make sure that they choose you every time they're looking for a service. And one of them is just thinking like your customer. Right. Like, I, I don't know if your customer was thinking, I want a shot of absolute vodka, right. but absolute thought of everything. They made it very easy for customers to have that experience. Correct. You, small business might have that budget, but you could think about doing something like a local delivery or having a bot on your website to answer questions right away. I mean, I've talked about this before. A lot of small businesses don't even have their address on their website. Amazing. It is It is amazing. <laughs> think that, like your customer. What are they coming to you for? They're going to want your website, your address, your, your, um, your address, your contact information, exactly what you, services you provide. Mm -hmm. Put that out there for them. A couple of comments on that as well, because we're talking about, now that we're talking about vodka. Um, <laughs> you know, the main point was to talk about Facebook Messenger. There's a buy button on there now. If you're active on Facebook, ask, you know, take advantage of that buy button, sell on Facebook. That's great. Okay. Um, but getting back to the absolute campaign, um, they're giving away free shots of vodka, Elizabeth. First of all, I don't know what you and I are doing sitting in here right now. And these guys are giving away free shots of vodka, but you know, they're giving away stuff for free. Why? I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if you have like vodka, I had a shot of the Mandarin. Have you ever had the Mandarin? Yeah, yeah. It's good. And I ultimately like bought a bottle of it, which is exactly what Absolute <laughs> wanted me to do yeah. in the end saying, you know, it's pretty good. So uh, the, the bottom line is that like to get something, you got to give something away yeah. for free. And I like the fact that I love companies that give stuff away samples yeah. for free. They entice people. Plus um, they partner. So it's not just about giving away a free shot of vodka. Um, they're making people go to bars that are participating in this. They get the free shot of vodka. They love that. And the bars are loving that because 
I don't know. I can't speak for you, Elizabeth, but I'm not just drinking one shot of vodka when I'm going to like some bar. So, you know, you're, you're obviously going to be spending more money there as well. So they, they yeah. engage and they bring in partners in their campaign as well. So I like it, again, if you're going to do a campaign, um, give something away for free, um, get a partner involved because they can help absorb the costs and also be part of the experience along with you. And finally, um, they do know their demographics. And we had talked about this you know, earlier about like, you know, another time talking about like knowing your demographics when you do marketing. I mean, at, trust me, Absolute probably has a, they have a very good idea how many people are going to be asking for this free shot yes. of vodka. They know how many free shots they're going to be giving yes, away. They, they're not going into this blind. Definitely. So if you are going to be giving away free samples of free whatever, um, you do want to make sure that you do a little bit of research beforehand and, and know what your budget's going to be. Definitely. So. I'm going to actually link to that article um, in the show notes. It's that called, I think it's called Five Ways to Keep Your Customers Coming Back for More. One of the other um, tips in it is giving away free samples. Good. And I was thinking about there's a really well-known ice cream shop in Connecticut, and you, you get your flavor, and then they say, what flavor would you like a sample of? Mm. So they give you a tiny sample of the other flavor on top of your idea. scoop or whatever. And then, of course, the next time when they say, do you sure. want two scoops or one, you're going to get two scoops, sure. obviously. Well, that makes sense. Um, we should have the guy who wrote that article on. He was yeah. really good. He's good. actually writing an, an e-book on it right now for us, which will be available for download on Small Biz Ahead soon. Good. So that's going to do it for us this week. Gene, it was great to talk to you again. Always fun to be here. <laughs> Thanks for your words of brilliance, all of them. Vodka. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Gene for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com. <laughs>